water from the sky, water from the ground, water from the hose, water from the can. Doesn't matter. Got to get in the garden. Let's talk about it. Today, we're talking about all things watering. And at the end, we're going to have another recipe for you. So hang on tight. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary Backyard Gardens the Movie, a story about two families growing their first gardens in a world that lacks nutrition. I'm your host and director, Ben Neville. So when do you want to water? Well, the best time to water is either early in the morning or late in the evening because that helps with evaporation. If you water early in the morning, which I think is the best time, the water will seep into the ground better and it won't evaporate as fast. And then the plants have time to dry out throughout the day so they don't get diseases such as powdery mildew, which is what I fight all the time. So that's the best time. But if you forget, you can water in the early evening too. Just don't do it right at sundown. I personally have mine set to my timers set to go off at about 6:30 in the morning, right when the sun starts to come up so they get a good dousing. So that's a good time to do it. Now, if you do it at high noon, I mean, I've done it in the pinch when I notice that everything's really dry and I'm scared it's not going to make it on a hot day, but a lot of that water evaporates, so you're just wasting water. If you live in an area that has a water restriction or you're having a drought, you're not supposed to water in the middle of the day anyways, so you can get yourself a fine on top of that. So try to do it either early in the morning or late in the evening. And then there's different ways to water. So watering, you can do overhead watering, which is just your standard sprinkler. And that's always a great option. It's the easiest. Where you just let the you turn the sprinkler on, it waters, at least the water falls on the leaves and everything gets watered. The only issue with that is you can introduce powdery mildew that way and other diseases because the foliage stays wet and in the summer it can be humid on top of that. So then it might dry out, but then the humidity stays on the leaves as well and causes causes the disease to persist. So that's not the best way to do it, but it is an option. And then you have what I personally think is the best way is a soaker hose. And what that is, it's a long hose that has you can get them that has like a like a thin strip of holes on the bottom or just the whole hose will seep the water out so you lay it around the base of your plants and then you turn it on and you don't have to turn your hose on real hard you just turn it on so it'll start you'll watch the hose start to seep water out of it and drip onto the soil and the benefit from this is you get a deep deep soaking of the soil and it keeps the leaves dry, so you're not adding anything to it, so you're helping with that disease possibility that you can introduce. So the only downfall with that, I think, is you just have to let it run a lot longer. So if you're watering overhead, I've run my sprinklers right now for an hour, two to three times a week, depending on what the temperature and you know how cloudy it is and the amount of rain we have during the week two to three times a week for an hour at a time. Now a soaker hose you would do, I usually do two at two times a week, but for like two and a half to three hours at a time because you want that deep soaking. 
Because what happens is as those roots dry out, they start to dig deeper into the ground to look for water, which makes them more heat tolerant. And then they find new nutrients. So if you water deeply every so often instead of every day, the roots are actually going to be deeper and you're going to have healthier plants versus people who water every day. The roots don't ever get very deep. So they're using all the nutrients at the top, but they're not really going to the bottom. So I never understood why when you, people water their lawns and they have the automatic irrigation system, they do it every day. Because really what's happening is those lawns don't have deep roots. So they get real susceptible to like sunburn and heat, heat issues through it. So, and then another option is a rain barrel. So if you don't have a very big water or a very big garden, you could set up a rain barrel under a gutter. You can harvest your water and you could do it by hand. I personally do that for my potted plants. I have a rain barrel and all my potted plants I water by hand because it's just easier and I feel like it's not wasting as much water because I like having grass, but in the long run, like I don't really care about the grass as much as I do the my vegetables and fruits. So I can have the rain barrel set up for that. And you could hook up a sprinkler to it, but you'd have to get into like solar power and all that. And then the issue with that is if you have a 55-gallon drum for your water and your rain barrel, you'd be amazed that you would probably only get one good watering out of it. And then who knows if you're going to have rain. So I keep it for a rainy day or a non-rainy day, should I say. And then I use it to water my uh, containers. And if right when I first seed a lot of times, like early in the spring, I won't have my sprinkler set up yet. So I'll just go ahead and do that the first couple waterings for that too, because I don't want to saturate them. I just want to wet the seeds. And then you could build a system too. So what I mean by building a system, you get the irrigation sprinkler heads and you glue those to PVC pipe and put a hose fitting on it. And you can mount those around your garden and you can get different spray patterns and all that. And use those. And that's personally what I did. I did that for my lawn, but I also have one for my four garden beds. I had it set up right in the middle. Now, I did take it down this year because it cracked in the wintertime and I never got around to fixing it. Well, that's what I did. I think it cost me about $4 to make, which was cheaper than a sprinkler. So that's another option you can have. Um, it, it definitely works. And. The only issue I had, like when I put it in the middle of my four beds, my beds are set up so there's two feet in between each bed so I can get my lawn mower through it. Well, now I can't get my lawn mower through the middle, so that was an issue for me. But that's something you can do too. So you want to have your garden set up for watering, and then you might, let's say you forget to water. You don't have time to go out there and turn it on and turn it off. Well, now you can get timers. So there's two kinds of timers you can get. You can get a mechanical timer or you can get an automatic timer. So a mechanical timer, you just screw onto your faucet and you turn on your hose and then you set the timer. Usually they go up to about either 60 or 120 minutes and you set it. And it's like the old kitchen timers and it'll just go all the way by itself. And once it gets to zero, it cuts the water off. So you can try that or you can get a electronic automatic timer which is now what i use and you can get them for you they range anywhere from 15 dollars to hundreds of dollars and i have um, a one zone timer now which a zone on a timer means that there is 
it, it goes into the faucet and then you can plug the hose up into a, each individual, I guess I'll, I'll call them ports. And each port would be a different zone. So like right now I have one zone, which means one hose comes out of it. So you can do that. And then the benefit of that is you can set the timer. So I have mine set for every two days to come on for an hour. And it, you don't really have to think about it. You know, sometimes I'll check on it. Sometimes I won't. Mine usually goes off before I wake up in the morning. So I'll get up in the morning and look and see if that garden bed has been watered. And I'll see if the wood around it's wet or the foliage is wet. And that's a good way to do it. But the automatic timer, in my mind, is the way to go. Just don't forget to change the batteries out every year. And take them inside in the wintertime because of water in them. And when it freezes, it'll crack them and break them. So just keep that in mind. And I have mine hooked up throughout my yard. So I have my four raised beds in one direction. And then in another direction, I have an in-ground bed. And I have a splitter on mine. So mine will run. And then when it goes off, I usually go out and hit the splitter and put it back to the other bed. It'd be beneficial for me to have another zone. But it costs more for me to buy another hose to go that far than it's worth. So I just hit it to switch every once in a while. So those are options for you to make your watering process a lot easier. Because if you, if you do it on your own, then you're going to have issues where you forget or you'll water at the wrong time. You know, you, don't, you really don't want to be watering in, in the middle of the day. And in the afternoon is okay, but it's the best, it's best not to. So having these timers really helps. And you can go to any home improvement store and get them. But I usually get mine off Amazon because they're about 5 to $10 cheaper at Amazon. So it's a good option. And a good company, I believe the one I use is Orbitz. But I've had other ones. And you just want to find something that's easy to use. The one I have has a dial on it. So you, you literally turn it, and it says off, and then it goes, how often, how long, and so, so on and so forth. It takes you through each step to setting it up, so it takes a lot of the questioning out of it. But those are the best recommendations for how to make it easier on you. So remember, overhead watering, soaker hoses, rain barrels, and if you wanted to build a system... I currently don't, and the reason why I don't use soaker hoses right now, I forgot to mention this earlier, is if you need over, I think it was 100 feet of soaker hose, you lose pressure through it. And so I didn't feel like I was going to be able to provide enough water throughout my garden with that because I would need, I would need too much hose. So I decided to go with overhead watering. Now, with the amount of issues I've been having this year with that, I might have to actually look into soaker hoses next year, and I'll keep you guys updated about that. And there's other ways to do it, and if anybody has another way, let me know. Let us know in the co comments, or you know, let us know through our website or on our Facebook or Instagram. They're all backyard at Backyard Gardens the Movie, and the website's backyardgardensthemovie.com. Uh, we have a Facebook group, so join in and let us know. I would love to hear how other people are watering and see their different setups. It's interesting to see something that really is the biggest pain of gardening other than weeding, but it doesn't have to be. And thankfully we have timers now, so it makes it a lot easier.
so to stay true to all the other episodes, we are going to have a recipe today. And our recipe for today is going to be fresh salsa. So the salsa that I make personally, I use Roma tomatoes. And I use, it depends on the ratio you want yours to be in. But I use usually five or six Roma tomatoes, one small to medium cucumber, a half an onion, a half a bell pepper or a whole bell pepper, lime juice, cilantro, salt, pepper, and if you wanted to put some kind of um, heat in it, you could use a little jalapeno or something, but you just dice all those up, mix it together, and then it's a juice of one lime, so I put the juice in, and then you mix it all together, let it sit for a few minutes, and then you have fresh salsa, and the salsa is, in my mind, I, I like regular salsa that you get at like a Mexican restaurant or at the store. But when you dip your chip in it, you get this little thin layer of salsa on it, and you're not really getting much. But when you eat it like this, you dip in your chip, and you can fill it up with fresh vegetables and get it in. And I think it's a great way to add it. So you just, like I said, you just dice it up, mix everything up, and use... It's The cilantro is... I, I can't... I don't recommend a certain amount of cilantro. It's up to your tastes. So I usually use probably 10 sprigs of cilantro and I just dice it up real good chop it up real fine and put it in mix it up and it'll hold in the fridge for a couple days so you just mix it all together and enjoy it so if you guys have any questions about watering or anything else please let us know give us a rate and a review on iTunes and uh, enjoy and please let's learn to grow and grow for change y'all have a good one now thanks now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.